0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed I'm Michelle Fife. Couple of notes before we dive in. We are going to be on the road in October. Ed and I will be at CXC in Columbus October 6th through the 9th. We'll be wrapping up October the 28th to the 30th at Baltimore Comic Con, a great show for comic book fans out there. And you can find me at Jacksonville Public Library October 22nd for Comic and Zine Fest. Speaking of October, Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober drawing prompts for 2022 can pause the screen here and see what we have coming up for your uh, drawing prompts in October. If you tag us in your social media posts of your drawings, we will be happy to share these through some of our social media. So have a good month drawing all of this stuff and uh, show us what you come up with. We are working cartoonists here, Cartoonist Kayfabe, and buying our books is what makes this show possible. So let's start with Michel Fife's Copra, issue 43. 43, self-published, brilliant. is uh, available now from michelfife.com image comics collects the uh trade paperback collections of copra maybe a little bit easier to find these in your local comic shop six volumes of which are available up to this point and a hardcover oversized collection is coming out in november collecting the first 12 issues of copra so order that wherever you get comics ed piscor's red room trigger warnings coming to comic shops in september this is the second season of red room both of these contain all uh, self-contained stories so pick up anti-social network or trigger warnings wherever you buy books as soon as you see them and hulk grand design monster madness is in comic shops right now there's an oversized collection of this coming out at the end of the year or the beginning of 2023 you can order that now wherever you get books and street angel deadly Scroll Alive back in print after almost a year from image comics again wherever you buy books and comics but we are here today to look at trevor von eden's world's finest comics number 287 and trevor von eden did quite a few of these issues uh over the years but at this point it feels like he is just becoming himself i'm not going to linger on this cover uh just because it's not trevor von eden right it's fine but we are here to kind of like look at trevor von eden one of the more i think unique stylists in comics starts in comics on black lightning when he i think he's like 16 like really young when he shows Mm -hmm. up and starts working for dc and making Mm -hmm. mainstream comics at a high level so at this point quite a few comics under his belt and he is doing stuff stylistically that doesn't look like anybody else that I can think of.
1: One of the noteworthy pieces and the reasons why we're doing this issue specifically is that Lynn Varley color on top of him because it's pretty rare that we get to see what she does with the same 64 color palette that uh, everybody was using in comics for a hundred years and she does some really cool flourishes on top of his work here
0: yeah we looked at a batman i can't remember if it was an annual or batman special that von eden draws and lynn varley colors so if you like what you see here or you'd like to see more check that out in our archives
2: i think this issue is easy to miss because of the cover yes because it's not representative of what's inside this is sort of like a weird treat for
0: certain readers you know and you can see already like some of when i say it's stylistically unlike anything else this batman doesn't look like anybody else's batman Uh, You can see even some of the shading lines, I feel like, are very different than than what I see in most comics. The
1: color stuff she's doing back there, I feel like a lot of um, colorists would not have taken the time to do that. Uh And this face in specific makes me think of, uh, is there at least a little bit of, like, anime influence? I'm talking battle, like, Von Eden would have been the age of, like, Battle of the Planets, you know, Gatchaman, Star Blazers, maybe super early like Robotech maybe or something like that but like the a guy type Shogun Warriors type, he would have been that age you know and, and that feels like those cartoons and I say the cartoons because Manga was not coming to he would a, have
0: he would have been watching those shows yeah yeah, yeah. Check out Lynn Varley's color here because I see three shades on this face. Those lips are like a 50% magenta Uh as opposed to your 25% in the flesh tone with a little bit of yellow. And if you look at that highlight, I think that's straight 25% magenta, no yellow. So very subtle stuff, but she's going for it. And then I love Von Eden does this kind of stuff where he's cutting up panels within panels, almost just creating abstract shapes, you know, aimed at some kind of, I guess, overall design. Ideas, but very different than what you see in a typical comic. This is a good moment for Von Eden, too,
2: because he had been building up since he was 16, right? Drawing Green Arrow mostly, just backups and stuff. And then around this period, he nails that Batman annual the eight with Lynn Varley. And then he goes on to do Thriller, right? So that's sort of like his seminal work from that period. This is right in between. So this is a total fill-in issue. It does not have to look like this. And he's just going wild on it. So it's almost like he broke out in that Batman annual, and now he's just rubbing up for what he's about to do.
0: Yeah, that is a great run. That's, that's the reason that I love Trevor Von Eden, because of the books you just described. If you collect a lot of his stuff, and I'll find things in dollar bins and, and grab it, he has a very restrained style in a lot of different projects that he's worked on. And it makes me wonder, like, was the response to some of this stuff It's too wild. Make it a little more readable, or reel it in, because this is the stuff that excites me. This is the reason I want to buy it. But it's not in all of his work, and I wonder if that's editorial, you know, controlling him a little bit. Look at just mark wise. It feels like this is a guy who's just experimenting with drawing. You know, like some Mm -hmm. of the marks of like the smoke. That's a very abstract brush stroke. And he's inking himself. Yes, which is a kind of new thing at this point. I love the way he's doing motion. I have a few of these. These kind of fill in issues from this time period and he does a lot of this stuff where it's almost different visual ways to represent motion
1: mm-hmm.
0: again part of what i'm attracted to and then coming up with like this kind of stylist yeah, stylistic extremes
1: this is this is pretty cool to
0: see right here dude Boland against uh trevor von eden yeah it's wild this looks like uh Boland being inked by somebody right oh yeah it's it's just not quite that 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 fine polish that he brings to his, to yeah, his it art. might be like dick giordano or somebody i think it
1: inked the uh, Camelot. I think it was one of the first direct
2: uh
0: direct market comics. Yeah. Right? Camelot 2000. Yeah. yeah. You know I'd also love to see some of this stuff like stripped of color because that's amazing. Like again these abstract designs within panels and then Lynn Varley's really punching that yes. with the purples and the magentas behind it. Same with a panel like this where what are we even how are we interpreting the script or story that this is what you're coming up with for a panel? Yeah. Look
1: at our boy, man. He's the
0: undead. He <laughs> totally. This treatment's so good. This reminds me of that uh,
2: born again scene where Ben Oreck gets that call. Yes. yes. And Matt but- Kelly was just like trying to like draw that anxiety, and it's all chiseled and hard ink lines. That's sort of the same. Dude, I mean, it's perfect. I'm
1: so glad you brought that up, Greg Wright hit me up. Yeah, I guess he watched the, the born again piece, and he said. Uh, that Jim Shooter hated that Ben Yerik piece, required that it get redrawn, and uh, there was a paste up on it, and they, it was redrawn. And then By def- Kelly? I Kelly. I I guess so. If not, just some bull. That would have been crazy. Uh, at the last minute, they everybody saw that that abstract piece was was dope. They knocked off the fucking paste up and sent it off to the, the press. Jim Shooter never noticed. <laughs> jeez,
0: jeez. Yeah, man, if he had caught someone doing that, imagine imagine the uh, repercussions we, for that.
1: We have the Born Again Artist Edition, and it's like, got to revisit that. See if you see some of that yeah, paper that cement on around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. So more of these great layouts, right? Like, they're so imaginative. Yeah, so great. Now, maybe not the
1: best reading. You see arrows pointing at stuff. You see that also, Kay Fabers. notice, we're not talking shit about the story whatsoever. Because like it starts to get into a place, now this is not a bad page for it, but the straight reading order mm-hmm. becomes very challenging and just not not fun. It, it's funny that this
2: is sort of a weak part of it, the lettering, because usually it's strong, it's leading you mm-hmm. where to go, where your eye should be taken, you know, because the art kind of doesn't help in parts, right? you know, which is part of the story, you know, just to be quasi chaotic
0: how wild is this for your lettering choice like really over top of a close-up of a face right that makes me wonder like i don't think this
2: is marvel style definitely not this like, was definitely a script yeah. first yeah and trevor was just like i'm just gonna do it my way maybe there's gonna be all these captions i'll just throw
0: in an eyeball in the back yeah. it's of no consequence could be i like varley like choices that she's making here because it would be easy for all this stuff to bleed together so if you pull out a a red panel there it kinda helps just create some kind of separation and order here and I love that the lettering goes same same treatment there color wise. Is that a cable zappy eye? (laughs) I think it is. I think so. Same kinda deal here with some really unusual marks and unusual coloring. Mm -hmm. I just I, I'm such a sucker for this. This is probably going to start showing up in more of my comics of like the non uh, perpendicular lines. Yeah, I've been messing with that a lot uh, in
1: my Red Room stuff also. And just like the Theory, like this yes. line just continuing throughout all the panels. Hey, same with this one. Yeah. And going
0: right through the middle of this guy's eye. So even though the line isn't here, Mm -hmm. the point of interest continues.
1: Yeah. And, and like, if you're trying to do this kind of thing, like it's, it's suggested to do it this way more where it's broken up in the middle because you could, he does a very good job because it's like negative, positive. Uh, you could create fucked up tangents and it totally works here but if you're being pretentious about it, you might screw up your drawing. You might
0: screw up your page flow. I love this sequence of just hit the guy walking through doorways. Look at the angle that he's bringing here, uh-huh. but also the way he uses black to create like a middle ground. Oh yeah, yeah. The stuff would look amazing in black and white. I see shades of like Toth sometimes peeking through some of these pages. And then, like, the cut between regular people, this almost reminds me, I bet Larry Stroman may have seen that at some point. That feels like something I see in some of his work. But to go from, like, regular people to then the superheroes, really doing some different stuff in the art and in the drawing and line art to, like, almost create room for the colorful part of the superheroes.
2: You mentioned Toth, and I think that was an influence around this time. He, like, discovered Toth and he was applying it to this sort of drawing. But the weird thing is that, as opposed to Toth, this storytelling is almost like avant-garde, weird. It's almost aggressive. It's almost like daring you to make sense out of it. And Toth would, he would play around with the form like that, but not really. I think Toth would look at this and be like, I don't know what's going on. Absolutely. Failure. Yeah.
1: you got to make notes. So it's a, like, a
2: cool balance, I think.
1: It's tough uh, using the like ellipse templates and shit to make sure that you get the, the tires in the exact proper
0: spot. The solutions. Trevor Von to figure something out there. It's another nice Varley piece. Again, creating separation mm-hmm. by uh, choosing to go with the monochromatic yellow there for Superman instead of like the same colors. I thought this was interesting line making. Reminds me a little bit, we look at Ramita and uh, Al Williamson, Ramita Jr. and Al Williamson on Daredevil with some of these kind of parallel lines. Um, this predates that run, but I feel like that's a really interesting bit of shading, especially with next to her hair looks like a heavy brush line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's he's going flat with
1: it. Uh, the other place you would see that sort of thing would be the the bin inks on the set, but there would be modeling uh, in those lines yeah. using like a like a one hundred and seven br- uh, nib or something like a softer brush nib to get you the thick and thins. That chisel face, dude, just this some of this stuff it makes me wonder if it's like that sieve set stuff that he talks about where it's like get your black your bold Mm -hmm. blacks in first Mm -hmm. and then draw with pen around it
0: yeah i'd be real curious about that do you think
2: those are markers i always wonder like especially those lines right there like
0: it's very possible. organic markers because like that... he he would go through continuity right and, yeah and, like i feel like he had a relationship with No adams mm-hmm. who was one of these guys that was famous for markers and so was alex toth like he wrote about using felt tip pens sure in some of the, like the comic trade books sure the, time.
1: The, the, the most tothian stuff is when he's using his fine liners, mm-hmm. his, like, his flare pens yeah if,
0: if von eden had, had gotten into toth around this time like he may definitely be experimenting with the tools right good use of white space and nice variation based on the pages we've seen so far. It's like, okay, one more tool I can bring to, uh, you know, a non boring page layout really.
1: Here's some more of that Gestalt theory that ties in everything where you have like this line, you got that border there to give you some separation, but you see when you have that distance, it really ties in the whole page as a unit, you know? And then this is continuing with this. He's really, he's none of this is by accident. These pieces that are connect, and and from a distance, I mean, this would look good on the wall,
0: as an as an image. Right. Just this is impossible. Piece. Like like for me trying to figure out page, I, I I really don't try too hard because it just seems too much, too much
2: to juggle. Mm-hmm. The only weird thing about this page, and I don't know whose call this was, is that balloon and that tail. It looks like it might have been Trevor Von Eden's um, suggestion. Like he designed that to be. cut across that face because that's a pretty bold move on the letters part if that was just the letter
0: but it seems that could have been
2: fixed that could have been just pushed up a little bit put that balloon there just to
0: keep the the storytelling consistent i think it's a good move in that you're going from this word balloon to this word balloon so if you were to move this like say over to the side where it's still coming from off off screen left. Mm-hmm. You'd almost go into this balloon next like based on the Eddie Campbell read the next closest word balloon. Yeah. So it works well in terms of reading. It, it is strange from a graphic standpoint. Or could have had no tail.
2: It could have just been like a word and connected it to that. Cuz that's kind of the next that, is that the next panel or like I think it I'd reads have to this way. It. That you yeah.
1: know you know what's I think you you're on to something because Marvel would do that, right? Like, if there's, if there's an off-camera person, it would just be the bubble. Yeah. It, this makes me wonder, and, I, and just my nerdy ass is going to start to pay attention to DC Comics. Like, would they use that, it, that, that piece of language? I don't, I don't think they did. I don't, I'm not so sure that they did. Just, I think there are
0: always tales connected to their stuff. Yeah. Don't know. Do you guys, uh, like, when I look at this, I always think this is somebody who almost maybe was, would have been Batman Year One. Yeah. So, like, I look at this stuff often and I'll see little glimpses and think, like, how would this have worked? Would Batman Year One have been as effective with him? And it's pretty interesting to me how inventive he is visually because, like, that's a whole different career if yeah. he gets Batman Year One as opposed mm. to Mazzucchelli. But, like, he's super inventive visually. Like, I, I, you can almost see him thinking – I think there's there's overlap the way those guys think visually at times. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's also uh, – he's he's
1: very inconsistent and in, in, in there, in there are periods – and I think something like year one, he would really step up in a big way, and and we might have seen a lot of stuff that we've just never seen on the page.
0: Look at how cool this is for all negative space. Again, if this is in black and white, she's just such a good shape inside of the black of the jacket. Yeah. And it's almost this is a separate panel, you know, even though there's no hard panel border anywhere. You're creating these panels like almost within this like a montage of a page. You know? Yeah. It's really cool. But like this stuff to me feels very Mazzucchelli like, very Toth like. sure. sure. Um, and I could I could see this style going into a Batman year 1 and and weirdly stylistically a lot of overlap. That feels like Toth right out of the uh, the Fox. Yeah. Remember the the oh, Fox yeah. Red Circle comics where he would have shadows of like leaves and stuff on him?
2: Oh, wait, go back one page real quick. I think that's... You miss it if you blank. but he's standing on a statue and that statue's holding out a sword. <laughs> like, I thought that was a branch for the longest time. Oh, but I'm like, strange. what's he doing? Oh, he's crouching on top of a statue. You don't see it before or after. It's just there and you just kind of have to figure it out on your own. But again, it's such a small detail. Like, I just recently noticed it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bizarre. It makes sense kind of in the composition of the panel, but it doesn't make sense in terms of like... Wait what? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And
2: Batman peeping, uh, some some people there. Very Toth, that small Batman figure. Very like, what's that? Famous the, the flyer of the skies or the Death oh, yeah, Sky, yeah. whatever that's called the Archie
0: Goodwin written story. I like that whole page, like people, romance uh, moments, romance comics, people kissing and stuff. This kind of stuff was something that I thought is really effective.
2: Mm.
0: Man, that face is a Toth, a Toth Batman face. If I ever saw one. And again, like, these kinds of mm. weird perspectives that create motion, he kills it in, in several of these books mm. at this time period. It's great to see that scale, too. And just those bigger, heavier brush marks. It's a lot of language that was not common in, in DC Comics at nope. this time. Or
2: comics in general. That's true. Or, or mainstream comic. I mean, this is a new stand thing.
0: It does make me wonder, like, anything that he's looking at. Like, it feels like there's Toth here, but is he looking at... Is Catalan publications coming out? Has he gotten hold of some weird books? Because this does not look like... uh, uh, He's not looking Mm. at old Marvel and DC to find Mm -hmm. out these kind of ideas.
2: Maybe it's like the next step of a Neil Adams evolution. Like he's just taken
1: that to that other degree. But it's super graphic. Yeah, the layouts really feel that way.
0: I'm always reminded, Ed, of that Neil Neil Adams quote that... um, I don't know why the I ascribe it to you, but yeah, I think you might have shared it with me or whatever, Larry Hama, about like, you know, drawing this thing in your head or, or your thinking. And it feels like that's what he's doing here. Like, this is a lot of invented, feels like invented ideas from a uh, composition standpoint. Well, yeah, Neil Adams, I think, told Larry Hama, like,
2: you're drawing something that is cool in your head, but you're not going the extra distance to make it cool. Yeah, I think
0: Von Eden just draws the cool thing. And these full pages where it's like multiple panels, but it's really like one large page. (laughs) I I understand why people don't do that. Not an easy thing to do, but Mm -mm. it really sings whenever he does it. color really helps it here. All the darker tones for this
2: dark version of Superman. Not dark version, he's struggling, but in terms of like the page design, it's just... It could have been handled differently, and I think this is perfect. And she's using
0: real odd colors for his like red boots. Yes. Yeah, it's a great, it, it feels off because it's Superman and it's like the darkness. You know, it's almost like he's entered Batman's world here with the dark colors. She's with the not, nighttime. she's not giving you any pop.
1: Mm-mm. Like even the yellow, it's not a hundred percent yellow. Like there, it's orange for the yellow on his suit. Like she's not giving that to you. You get that at the end. Another nod to the topless, uh, you know, Adams, Batman
2: this is usually what world's finest was totally was kurt schaffenberger sort of like colorful super heroic stuff and then you get this
0: you know i uh, i had actually pulled another world's finest with trevor von eden because i don't know when we're going to do more of, of world's finest but i did want to just showcase this is from issue 305 so figure about six months later mm. and same kind of thing like it's still von eden doing stuff that I haven't really seen before and when you get into some of these kinds of pages when i was talking about like the full pages that just sing it feels like how wasn't this how didn't people recognize like this is a superstar it's too put far him on a good book put him on something high profile why it feels like some fans should have rescued him like the good world's finest artist no that's like, <laughs> <know laughs> like too I mean? ahead of its yeah, time. yeah the fa-
1: fans ain't looking for this
0: it is wild stuff though. well fans weren't reading world's finest first of all that's, yeah that's probably the truth and fans probably didn't respond to this kind of stuff but super inventive you know what he's pulling out of this
1: and I mean, like if they if they don't let the dude do the cover, that's let you know. like we need, we
0: need somebody to sell this thing for us. But I mean, this is very, very wild stuff. And same time period, you know, it's a book that nobody's looking at to your point. That, Michelle, and that means know. that can equal creative freedom if you have a guy who's really got some creative energy that he wants to put on the page.
2: Shout out to writer Carrie Burkett. I looked him up because it's a name I always saw in, mm-hmm. credit, in credit boxes. I think this is his last issue. Um, then he takes a break, comes back, writes Warlord for a year, and then just gives up comics altogether. I think he's in radio now. But he wrote these stories with this great art. It's like the reverse Pat Boyette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'm not sure what the fan response to this was. I could get the a few subsequent issues and look at the letters pages to see if anyone notices, but yeah, I don't know.
1: All right, man. When we go digging, we'll look for uh, issue 290. Yes. And hit the letters page. Man, you guys good to go?
2: Let's do it. Game yes. favors
1: like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Michelle Fifa, what's out in the wild and what can people get their hands on?
2: I got Copra single issues at michellefife.com. You could. Uh, I got links there for everything. My Patreon, my merch. I also have uh, image collections like round 6 is up to round 6. I also have a a hardcover coming out called The Master Collection, coming out November 16th, also through Image, and that should be it.
0: I have Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, back in print after almost a year from Image Comics. Grab that wherever you buy comics or books hulk grand design monster madness both issues are now available at your local comic book shop and if they don't have them they can order them and there is a treasury sized collection of this coming out at the end of the year beginning of next year so pre-order that right now wherever you order books and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see more of my comics Red Room Trigger Warnings, new trade paperback uh, coming out at the end
1: of September. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Every uh, book is completely self-contained and every issue is completely self-contained. You see something with Red Room uh, on the masthead, give it a shot, you dig it, grab another thing. Uh, if you do have these trade paperbacks and you're interested in more, uh, or if you just want to continue supporting the project, hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash Three books get you the archive there. It's all this material, and I'm serializing new stuff that won't see the light of day until 2023.
0: Three bucks for more than 300 pages worth of stuff. Uh, what else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFABE newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist KFABE t shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Great way to support the Cartoonist KFABE channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more
1: comics.